Did God choose you for salvation before you were born? What are some theological takes that might get you into hot water? What kinds of biblical opinions does the world hate Christian women for having? The answers to these questions and others when we understand the text. is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible commentary to help encourage your time in the Word. Be sure to leave a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use, and tell your friends about our ministry. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. And here is my special guest, Becky Hughes. Hello! Because <laughs> I don't think you've been on in March at all. Uh, maybe Have not. you been? So this is your know. first episode in March? It's been a long time. It's almost my first episode in March. <laughs> That's true. So we... <laughs> You've been in trouble. We haven't been... <laughs> I've been in trouble? Yeah. People have been emailing. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> Calling, texting. Because I, I said a couple of days ago, hey, if you've been wondering where, we're, where we've been at, where we've been at, <laughs> then listen to the... Listen to the Friday episode and we'll talk about it. So the first thing you say on this episode is, well, you've been in trouble. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So why has Gabe not been on? Well, he's been in trouble for something, apparently. Oh, no. Not anywhere close. He's been busy. Yeah, it's been super busy. It's been a combination of some different things. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you'll remember back to the start of March, if you were listening to the episodes then, you'll know that my voice was really struggling to hang on. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I wasn't able to get through entire lessons. I'd have to stop. You wouldn't know that because I just seamlessly was able to splice it all together. But yeah, I, my, but it was rough. I was pretty froggy. Yeah. So I'd have to stop and, and uh, get some water and let my voice come back, and then resume the lesson. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't able to record ahead to get all the episodes done for when I went to the Shepherds Conference. Right. And I took a recorder with me because I thought, you know, whatever house we stay in, maybe I'll be far enough away from everybody else yeah. <laughs> that I'll get to record. But uh, yeah, even when I was in California, I still had a hard time holding on to my voice. Hmm. And the house that we were in was pretty echoey anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there were idols everywhere. So <laughs> everything was covered. <laughs> All religions were covered. <laughs> That's right. The, the bedroom that I was staying in, there was a little Buddha statue and there was the, the Our Lady of Guadalupe over here. I'm like, wow, whoever owns this house is just trying to cover all her bases, apparently. So uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, while I was there for Shepherd's Conference, I was gone for a week. I obviously wasn't able to do any episodes there. Mm-hmm. And before we left, before I went to California, I had just finished putting the drywall up in yeah. my studio where we are sitting. So we're at home. We are. Our first episode Woo-hoo. from home. We've been living in this house for two years. We bought this house in March two years ago. That's right. Yeah. And, and finally, we're broadcasting from home. Woo-hoo. Every episode I've done from my office at the church, but but now we're home. Still carpeting the walls, still trying to get like the echo out of this room. Yeah, the sound, getting it better. Not quite there yet. So you still kind of, if you're just driving in the car, you don't even notice. <laughs> All the noise that's going on around you, you can't hear the extra echo. But if you're listening to us in your headphones and you're probably like, okay, you, this you might notice a little more. Sounds a we little notice. more hollow. Yeah, we can hear it really well. <laughs> Especially with how sensitive these mics are. And I've got these ultra high tech headphones that I'm wearing. <laughs> I've, I've never, uh, 
I only bought these like a week ago. I don't know if I'm going to keep them. I might return them. Uh, but they still they still sound great. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if they're too good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm hearing more than I probably want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that bug buzzing right outside the door there. <laughs> we're we're experiencing a um, a an infestation of mayflies right now. Yeah, they're all over the place. Crane flies. Crane flies. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what they're called. Anyway, they're huge. I'm way off topic. Yeah. So all of that was going on. Anyway, I, I finished that the drywall. Has nothing to do with why we haven't. Been. <laughs> yeah, none of that has to do with why we. Have. We've been carried away by crane flies. <laughs> They're huge. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, what was I saying? I know you, you were in I finished California. the drywall. Yeah. Oh, finished, before California. Finished yes. the drywall, went to California, came back. I had already moved the equipment out of my office. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, okay, I'm not on the podcast right now. I'm going to use the time to finish the studio. So, for like... It was almost two weeks, but not quite. From 10 p.m. to 2 Mm a.m. for four hours after the kids went to bed and you went to bed. Uh Uh-huh. And and now I've got four. This is time that I'm usually spending recording. Right. But now I'm going to spend from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Working on this room. Right. So I was, was, you know, finishing the touches on the drywall. I was getting the mudding up. I've been cutting carpet and hanging that on the wall since I'm trying to carpet the wall. Uh, I got a rug at Walmart and laying all that out and everything. I mean, uh, hanging the door, <laughs> that, yeah. that was a bear. <laughs> I still really didn't even get it straight. It closes. So, it does. Yeah, that works. It latches. Uh, anyway, that was my first time ever hanging a door. And I don't think this door was exactly straight anyway. <laughs> Usually they're they're not true to... Uh, exact, but true to measurement. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like the floor wasn't even. There's different things. I, so this is the first time I've ever studded a room and hung drywall, like did the whole thing. Yeah, by yourself. By myself. Right. I've I've been at various processes of it with other people, but I've never done the whole thing by myself mm-hmm. and put a window in and all this other kind of thing. So there are things when doing this that I that I'm going, okay, so next time I do this, I needed a stud there. Didn't think I was going to need one, you know, that uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that I got all the studs spaced exactly right. But there's still like, you know, a stud could have gone there in the corner where the drywall joint. Anyway, all that other kind of thing. Help you out a little right. bit. So I, I yeah. figured things out that I'm like, right, now I know what I did wrong. I could do this better next time. Right. But nonetheless, I've got a nice little eight foot by eight foot box. That he finally finished. That I finally finished. Well, finished. Uh, yeah, kinda, it's still working on. But yeah. but usable. <laughs> we can sit in it and we can record in here. Yes. The sound quality is not to where I want it to be yet to record scripts for, for what videos uh-huh. and to resume uh, Bible recording. But it's good enough for us to be here and record this podcast. Yay! <laughs> So here we are recording from home. And this isn't the final studio. This is just something that I wanted to throw throw together quickly in the garage. So we Mm -hmm. sectioned off a point of the garage for this. I'm still going to do the other one outside uh, uh, under the deck, which I did the video of for those of you who had followed the YouTube channel. Um, anyway, and when that happens, I get this room as my craft room. This will be Becky's room to do with whatever she wants to. Yeah, it'll be fun. But it's a great room. Thank you. It's coming together. Yeah, you're I welcome. think so. Uh, this is not our final setup for the desk. I'm using TV trays right now. 
They wobble a little bit. We got the microphones on these TV trays. The desk that I'm going to set up, it actually, I can't put the microphones on it. So I'm trying to figure out something else that I got to do. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, trial and error. Still working all this out. This is the Friday edition of the broadcast, and we take questions from listeners. And you can send those questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Now, since we haven't done a Friday broadcast in like three weeks or something, I don't have a lot of questions to pick from here. Oh, In okay. fact, uh, really all I've got are, uh, I meant to open with this, but we've already talked for 10 minutes. I'm not going to do this over again. <laughs> meant to start with these emails. These are the kinds of emails that I've been getting over the last few days. This is why I said he was in trouble. Right. This, yeah. <laughs> See, that would have given backstory to your comment if I had started with these emails. Sorry. So this is... I like to jump the gun. Oh, I jumped the gun, I think. Well, no, you did. That's right. Because you made the comment first. Uh-huh. Mr. Kiyoki from Hawaii. Aloha, Pastor Gabe. None of my podcast apps have anything from what newer than March the 6th. Are you all taking a break or should I get a new podcast app? Oh, don't get a new podcast. <laughs> Yep, we're still here. And and really even oh, podcast app. Never mind. even if we were to change the podcast service, which I'm using Podbean, mm-hmm. not planning on changing, but even if I were to change it, uh, you would still be able to get it on like iTunes or if you're listening on Spotify. Only if you're using Podbean would you have to change your podcast app. I gotcha. But if you're using any other podcast app, it should still work on any of those apps. Sorry, I'm having to check my mic here for some reason. Uh, next one, this That's is from Deb in Duluth, Minnesota. Hello, Pastor Gabe and Becky. I'm writing because I'm concerned about how you're doing. You have not posted to your podcast since March 7th. I am not on Twitter, but in doing a search, I believe the last Twitter post I saw was around the same time. I, I don't know. I guess, was I not posting from ShevCon? I thought I was posting Twitter. I'm pretty sure you were. Yeah, anyway. But, I mean, that might not have pulled up for her. Oh, could have been. I don't know. I have checked your Facebook and your blog and website, but I don't see anything that says you were going on vacation or anything. Well, if you check my Facebook page, you don't see anything on there since 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long time. (laughs) Because I don't have access to that Facebook page anymore. So there's a Gabriel Hughes Facebook page out there. Oh, I think she might have been the what? Maybe the what Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been that one. Uh, She said when I, uh, on March 7th, yeah, when I listened to your podcast on March 7th, you didn't say anything about taking a break. I'm a regular listener and your podcast is one of my favorites, as well as your YouTube videos. I was feeling concerned, so I thought I would drop you an email. I am praying for you and hope all is well with you and that I somehow missed an announcement that you were taking a break. That's so sweet. If I knew that I was going to take a break, I would have said so in that episode. Yeah, it just kind of happened. It just happened. and Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, yeah. Took the time off with no warning. Uh, even Fred, our friend at Grace to You, <laughs> even he yes. DM'd me and he's like, hey, where are you? And he saw me at ShepCon. Yeah. So even he's going, where are you? <laughs> you what made it your home, podcast? okay, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did your plane crash? What happened to you? <laughs> this is from, that's sweet. this is from Virginia in Alaska. Virginia in Alaska. Okay. So she says, hi, I obviously do. Oh, wait, by the way, she sent this to our church. (laughs) The church email? So (laughs) this email did not come directly to me. It went to our church and our secretary forwarded it to me. (laughs) So she says, I obviously do not go to FBC Lindale 
but I would if I was in the area just to listen to Pastor Gabriel Hughes Aww. as I do listen to his podcast faithfully. I just wanted to ensure that he and his family are doing okay. He hasn't posted a podcast Bible study since March 6th. I saw he posted a what YouTube video about a week ago. Yeah, I posted that when I was I was actually uh, sitting at one of those tables where the cabanas usually are at oh, ShepCon. Yeah. And I uploaded a what video from there. So Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was still doing stuff, even though I wasn't on the podcast. Uh, she says, uh, anyway, I'm I'm just a concerned listener reaching out and praying that he's doing all right. I also miss his Bible teachings. Thank you and God bless. Oh, that's so sweet. So the secretary forwarded that to me and said, I thought you might want to respond to one of your listeners. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> Thank you, Virginia. We sure appreciate your care and concern. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, just uh, been on, a, on, on an unexpected hiatus. Yeah. But hopefully I'm caught up. And now that I'm home, it'll be the sort of thing where... The kids go to bed. Becky goes to bed. Yep. I pop in my studio and record like it'll we were be, doing when yeah. I was in Kansas. It'll be a lot more convenient. Yeah. So you have no excuses now to miss any. I don't. But, <laughs> but it's kidding. still it's still extremely annoying how echoey it is in here. I know. So it is uh, like, the, like the Isaiah study from yesterday was late because mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times I sat down here and started recording it. I'm just so super distracted by all the echo yeah i'm just like oh i can't do this so i it is close the Bible. one o'clock evident. in the morning i climb into bed with becky he's like i didn't record anything <laughs> he was so grumpy <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't get it going so since we don't have any other questions from listeners to respond to since we've not been on for a while mm-hmm. i'm gonna jump to uh some twitter things here i did a twitter poll okay so here was the the Twitter poll, the question that I asked. Christian, do you believe that God knew you and placed his affection on you and chose you for salvation before you were born? Knew you and placed his affection on you and chose you. For salvation before you were born. Of course. Yeah. So I had 1,904 votes. Oh, wow. That's quite a few. 95%. Answered yes. Wow. I had no idea I had that many uh, reading on Twitter who were Calvinists. (laughs) 95%. Out of 1,904 votes, I would have, you know, I expected the answer given my followers that it it was going to swing in the answer of yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't think the gap was going to be that wide. Yeah. 95% answered yes, 5% answered no. Now, I have been guilty of trying to scroll up and accidentally clicking on one I didn't rem- I didn't want to click on yet. I wanted to. Well, I did. Anyway. Somebody did comment. I clicked on the wrong one, but the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally been there. Yes. So it was probably 96% said yes and 90 and then 4% said no. Yeah. Probably what it was. Yes. Yeah. That's probably accurate. <laughs> some, some of the other comments, just a nobody said, I don't understand it, but I believe it because God said so. Amen. Nathan, the unworthy prodigal, said, well, the Bible says almost exactly that. So Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, among several others. And here's what we read in Ephesians 1, verses 4 through 6. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. So not just he chose us Mm -hmm. 
for salvation, but he chose us that we would be holy and blameless before him. Yeah. If you've been justified, you're going to be sanctified. Right. Verse five, by predestining us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he graciously bestowed on us in the beloved. Amen. Cage Stage Calvinist said, yes, and then quotes Titus 1-2, in hope of eternal life, which God who never lies promised before the ages began. Mm. I told him, well, you missed the first verse, Titus 1-1, for the sake of the faith of God's elect. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, an apostle, for the sake of the faith of God's elect, yeah. Jake from Raleigh, North Carolina, well, if he didn't, I know I couldn't have chosen myself. So true, me too. Rick from Atlanta, he has saved us and called us to a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Second mm. Timothy 1.9. Dennis from Chicago, you are violating the complex question fallacy, but by and large, the answer is no, in that yes leads to a deterministic system. Remember then, the opposite must be true. That renders humans without free will, strips away justice, and makes the creation a me- me- mechanistic toy. Okay. <laughs> so how so he you, was definitely a no. <laughs> he was definitely a no. <laughs> how do you reason that biblically? Where does that come from in Scripture? Yeah. Wayne in Australia says, if God is truly eternal and omniscient, then the answer is yes. Amen. <laughs> so there you go. There was uh, there was my Twitter poll question. Got a couple of other uh, Twitter things uh-huh. and some responses to these Twitter things to go through. But uh, <laughs> but before I get to the one that I asked, I got to set this up a little bit here. All right. So there's a there's an account on Twitter named Smash Bales. Okay. So smashing, like smashing idols. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But smash bales. I, I, th- I was thinking like hay bales at first, <laughs> so I was a little lost. <laughs> I didn't get it, but yeah, you're I, not, I get it now. You're uh-huh. not from Kansas. No, not at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Smash hay bales. <laughs> you ought to come up with a parody account. <laughs> smash hay bales. <laughs> We call them bales. B A A L S. Bales. Yes. That's so much more clear. Okay, keep going. All right. Anyway, so you know the uh, the image of uh, you know we generally don't talk about movies. We don't endorse TV shows or anything like that on the broadcast. But here I'm going to have to to set this up. Okay. But you know the movie Tangled. Yes. The Disney film. Yes. About Rapunzel. Uh-huh. Now, the the male character in that show, Eugene Fitzherbert, mm-hmm. goes by the alias Flynn Rider. Right. Now, there's the scene in that movie where they're in the, the Snuggly Duckling, mm-hmm. which is a bar, and there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, ruffians. Mm-hmm. In the, <laughs> and thugs. That's, that's uh, Thugs and ruffians. That's what they call them. And, uh, and the, uh, Rapunzel sings this song about this dream that she has. And so they tell Flynn that he needs to sing, and he says, no, I don't sing. And he sits back and crosses his arms, and then they draw their swords on him. Uh-huh. So you've seen this image of Flynn Rider with the swords drawn, like like dozens of swords that are pointing right at him. Uh-huh. And then he then he breaks into song after right. that, too. Because it kind of has to. Right. Avoid uh, being slain. 
So there's this still image of Flynn with all those swords pointing at him. And this has become a meme. Uh-huh. And so people will use that meme whenever they say something controversial. Because right. they know it's going to mean people around them are going to draw their swords. Sure. So Smash Bales posted that image of Flynn Rider with the swords on him. And he said, what's your theological stance that would get you in this position? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, this was hugely responded to on Twitter. Yeah, I remember a little bit about it. In fact, not the bee grabbed it. Oh, and, really? And they did like a whole huge thread of just a ton of responses. Oh, wow. And it was, it was pretty interesting. I'm going to read some of the more positive ones. I think I have a few negative ones in here or those that I wouldn't agree with. Okay. But here's here's some of uh, some of those comments. Oh, here. First of all, here's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so I shared that meme from Smash Bales uh-huh. and responded to it. And I said, the chosen is unbiblical and blasphemous, sowing division and confusion, causing more harm than good. The writers have little regard for the text and they have shown no understanding of the gospel. Hmm. Huh. True. Got about a thousand likes on that one. So it was uh, one of the more liked (laughs) responses to that particular meme. Pastor Boye from Nigeria said pastors are first brothers in Christ before they are pastors. Whenever the clergy stop seeing themselves as firstly brothers before anything else, we breed a culture of lack of accountability. The church needs to be taught to see the clergy as both brothers and then leaders. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. So establishing accountability. It's a good take. Right. That's a good take. I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily a sword drawing take. Among Big Eva people. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's that way in Nigeria. Could be. And in fact, there was another comment here. thing. Yeah. This, this other comment here from Maj in Nigeria. He said, the goal of evangelism is to reconcile people to God. The goal is not to get people to speak in tongues. Yeah, see, I think that's. I mean, we have that in America, too. We do. It's just not that prevalent. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of circles I can say that in. Nobody's going to draw a sword against me on that. Right. But maybe in Nigeria, it's so prevalent mm-hmm. that that's a really controversial take for them to make. Yeah. And you you can see but some. We agree with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You see some commonality between both statements mm-hmm. when you look into that word faith and that heavy Pentecostal movement. Pastors are elevated to this position of of like, yeah. don't touch my anointed, right? And it's also that same group of people that will say to prove that you really have the Holy Spirit, you have to show that you're speaking in tongues. Mm. So I can see how how uh, prevalent that Pentecostalism is in Nigeria would prompt both of those comments. Yeah. From Pastor Boye and from Maj. Man, that's sad. Yeah. Abe, not Lincoln, <laughs> said Christians put way more faith into demons and evil than angels and things that are good. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with it, but it's it's going to make me uh, kind of like tune into that a little bit more. Yeah, you hear people st- uh, talking about the presence of demons and evil things more often than you hear them talking about like the good things that God is doing for us. And I don't know. I mean, in the part of country that we're in, there's a lot of both. <laughs> I would say. Well, yeah, we're in East Texas where everything is very optimistic. Yes. <laughs> Very as far very as as optimistic. far as our surrounding Christianity is concerned, yeah, uh, which is great, yeah. But um, but I can I can see I can see that I would have to yeah, like you said, it's thought provoking. Yeah, it's going to make me listen to it a little bit more. Yeah, see if I hear that more. I do. Are people talking about you know the devil oppressing me, 
more often than they're saying, but the Lord is protecting me, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Duke in Georgia, every human is a creation of God, but only a born again believer can be considered a child of God. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Very, As we were just sure. talking about being adopted into the family of God when I was reading from yeah. Ephesians 1 earlier. Um, that's that's uh, something that a lot of people don't understand. Everybody is like, oh, everybody's a child. Oh, yeah, sure. Everybody. Is Oprah going to said heaven. that. Yeah. That's, that's from it's the Church pop- of Oprah. It's a popular thing. Everybody's a child of God. Bryson from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I don't think I ever say that right <laughs> the first time I, <laughs> I don't try. I either. <laughs> not going to attempt it. Bryson said, God doesn't love everyone. He hated Esau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll get a sword drawn on you saying yeah. that. <laughs> That's a toughie too. Matt, who's a Methodist pastor in Alabama, said, the New Testament does not forbid women from preaching and serving as pastors. Yeah, that'll get the sword drawn. <laughs> it'll, get a, it'll get a sword drawn from uh, Orthodox biblical Christians. Yep. That's... <laughs> That's where the sword will come from. And by drawing a sword, I mean, they'll draw their Bibles uh-huh. and say, uh, no, it says explicitly yep. that a woman cannot teach or have authority over men. Yeah. First Timothy 2, 11 and 12. And isn't the Bible referred to as the sword? Yeah, right. Okay. It is the sword. It's the sword in, of the spirit. In the Bible. Like, yeah. So I'm drawing it's, that sword on Matt. I mean, it's astonishing how clear it is. <laughs> and the Bible even goes further than saying Women can't be pastors. Mm -hmm. They can't even function in the role. That's the description that you have there in 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. So it's really astonishing that there's still anybody that insists that according to the Bible, like like I get that there's people out there that will say, well, that's dated anyway. Mm -hmm. Like that's not relevant to us now. Okay. See that that logically that makes more sense that you're trying to downplay, well, see, that was 2,000 years ago, or it was only in Timothy's context or whatever else. Mm -hmm. But for somebody to outright say that the Bible does not forbid women from being pastors, that's astonishing. Anybody even attempts that. Well, I mean, didn't one of the the translations try to make everything a a he, she, him? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's plenty. There's several translations doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean maybe they have that translation. Neutralizing the pronouns. Yes, you know, that's that what sort it was. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're reading that one. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> He's just Methodist. So <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, and I highly doubt I have many Methodist listeners, but anyway. Yeah. Uh Tom from New York. Modern Israel is a pagan nation and Christians should not support it. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that'll get a sword on you. Definitely. <laughs> Plenty of Zionists out there is mm. not going to take to that one. No. Joel Webbin, who is from Right Response Ministries. By the way, I just uh, was a special guest on Joel's podcast. Oh, yeah. Earlier this week. So look up Right Response Ministries. So he did do a podcast. I, I did do a podcast, <laughs> not my own. I was on somebody else's. But we talked about um, uh, we talked about uh, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Some of the problems with the chosen. Yeah. So I talked about it with Joel, so I wouldn't have to talk about it with you again Thank on the podcast. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> we could give the chosen a break for a Friday episode. <laughs> I like to sleep after the podcast rather yeah. than get all worked up and <laughs> not get all cranky about it. <laughs> so Joel said it is shameful for a woman to speak in church, even if it's just making the morning announcements. What? Yeah, like like you know, if a woman comes up and makes the announcements in church, okay, like she leads the announcements. Uh huh. Yeah, 
He's saying it's shameful for a woman to speak in church, even if she's leading the announcements. Shameful. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what it says in 1 Corinthians 14. It's shameful for a woman to speak in church. She should ask her husband at home. We're going to get to some more of that coming mm. up because, because, like I said, this is actually building up to the question that I asked on Twitter. We haven't even gotten there yet. Mm. We're just reading responses to Smash Bales. Uh huh. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, Adam Page, pastor friend of mine in Florida, he said the existence of hell glorifies God. Hmm. True. Adam also said tongues mean languages, not gibberish. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Actual known human languages, not speaking in, you know. Your own. <laughs> I thought about a Kia, but I bought a Honda. <laughs> so weird. All I said was, I thought I bought a Kia, but I bought a Honda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Where was I at? Okay. John, who is part of the Orthodox Church. Okay. He said, marriage lasts in heaven. All sacraments leave a lasting stain on the soul. And if we resurrect the body... And we're made one flesh in marriage, therefore marriage lasts in heaven. I thought it was until death do you part. (laughs) Until death do you part, right. That's the vow. Why is that the vow? Why is the vow not forever and ever? Because it was in the Bible somewhere. I don't remember where, though. Yes, yes. Jesus said in Matthew 22, 30, in the resurrection... They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. Mm -hmm. So marriage is an earthly relationship that we have that is to be a picture of the way that Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. Paul goes into that in Ephesians 5. So when we are in heaven and the church is consummated to Christ in glory, Mm -hmm. that's our marriage. Right. So you're not going to have the spouse that you had on earth. And remember what prompted Jesus saying that was the Sadducees coming with this question of, Hey, a woman's husband died. His brother married her. He died. Then his brother married her. So, so whose wife is she when she gets to heaven? And that's what that's mm. when Jesus responds. You don't understand the scriptures, right? In heaven, there's not marriage and being given in marriage. Mm-hmm. So it won't matter. That's only a relationship we experience here. Huh. It's not a a relationship that we continue in glory. Right. Now, I love my wife. And I love you. I would spend forever with her, and we will to a certain, you yeah. know, in a certain sense. We just won't be married in heaven, but we will spend forever together. Sure. But the Lord has decided marriage is just an earthly covenant; it is not a heavenly one. And I'll enjoy it while we while it lasts exactly. while we're here. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to say that? <laughs> we're sanctifying each other. Yes. Preparing each other for that day. Yes. So, amen to that. Uh, but yeah, this is another example of of John. Uh, you know, just I, I, there. There's a verse that plainly states there won't be marriage in heaven, right? And yet he's saying exactly the opposite. It's well, even because a red we, letter because we get a resurrected body. <laughs> yeah, it's even in the red letters. That's right. He's saying because we get a resurrected body, therefore being one flesh, the mm-hmm. marriage. You know, he's trying to go. He's trying to reason that. With earthly logic, mm-hmm. instead of understanding what the scripture says, yeah, Paul would have said, "You're foolish for saying that, mm-hmm. because the body that we are resurrected with is not like the physical body." Right. So read First Corinthians 15 on that. Mike in Jacksonville, Texas, which is not far from here. No. Unless your local church is near the Jordan River, you should not be baptized in the Jordan River. Also, if you've already been baptized as a believer, you should not get rebaptized anywhere. 
even the Jordan River. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. Samuel C., our friend from Slow to Write, he says, what an anxious soul needs most is a preacher, a biblical counselor, not a psychologist. So true. Amen, Samuel. That, that'll have some swords drawn on you. Uh-huh. Even in evangelical circles, that'll get some swords drawn on you. Michelle Leslie, minister of music, a.k.a. worship leader, is a pastoral position which only biblically qualified men should fill. Hmm. Good job, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, she leads us into now this next part. Okay. So I took that concept with the Flynn Rider, Swords Drawn, mm-hmm. uh, and it was because somebody uh, somebody had responded to that. It was a woman that responded to that with, with Flynn Rider and the swords pointing at him and said, I'm a woman, so I'm not a guy in this position. And then she answered a question. Mm-hmm. And, and when I read that, I was like, yeah, somebody should make one with Rapunzel there <laughs> with the swords drawn on her. And I thought, who better to do it and than, so you did. than me? <laughs> I've got 15 minutes to kill, so I took a uh, I took a picture of Rapunzel and uh, and put her in there. Now my girls, uh, Aria who's eight and Mariah who's six, mm-hmm. they were totally enamored with this. Yes. So they see Daddy working on his computer. They come over and they're looking over my shoulder, and I'm doing something with Rapunzel on the screen, and and they're like, "What is going on? What is Daddy doing? <laughs> Why is there Rapunzel?" Why is he replacing Flynn Rider with Rapunzel? And they're like, they're like, they're going and telling mom because they're asking me, what are you doing? They don't know what a meme is. I don't know how to explain this to them. Yeah. So they run to Becky. Why is daddy doing this? What is daddy doing? Why is he replacing? What's a memu? What's a memu? (laughs) It's like a meme. What's he doing? It's a sticker. (laughs) So they watch me do that and they're just, they're just enthralled with it. So yeah, I made the picture of Rapunzel now in the in the place of Flynn Rider with the swords. I so, always think of memes as like your virtual bumper sticker, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like bumper stickers. So I always That's call good. it a sticker. <laughs> We're all bumper sticker makers now yes. with these memes. <laughs> so I put Rapunzel in that spot and I asked this question, Christian ladies, what's your theological stance that would get you in this situation? Uh-huh. Now, in hindsight, I actually wish I would have worded it different. I wish I would have put, what's your biblical stance? Ah. Because there were uh, plenty that were coming up with unbiblical answers. I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. That you could just respond with, "Uh, no, that's unbiblical. I said, what's your biblical stance? Yeah, I could think of quite a few at like the homeschool groups that I've been a part of in the past that, 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 you know, some of the things that I want to say won't go over well. Yeah, right. But as far as biblical, that's a whole nother subject. So so theological positions. Yes. What are your theological stances that'll get these swords drawn on you? Lauren from Jackson, Mississippi. Parents should not force their daughters to get a job or go to college. Instead, they should allow them the freedom in, and time to learn how to keep a home and or volunteer within the church. Fathers should care for their daughters until they marry and if they don't, for life. Okay. That's not terrible. Yeah. Well said, Lauren. Yeah. That's going to get some swords drawn on you. Yeah. Not a popular concept. No. Lizzie from California. Bathsheba chose to commit adultery. Mm. <laughs> That'll definitely get the swords. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Progressivists won't like you for that one. Someone who goes by the name of Coram Dio in the 
in in Oklahoma. Almost said the UK, but I see I put OK there. So okay. yeah, Coram Dio from Oklahoma. Women shouldn't be spending time on Twitter tweeting their disagreements with men all day. I agree. <laughs> Quite honestly, because I know how much time you waste just arguing with yeah with guys uh, with guys bad theology takes on. I mean, if I'm talking to a guy or guys more yeah. than my husband, there uh, I yeah. need to oh, yeah. adjust my thinking. It's very problematic, especially especially not in DMs. Yeah. No. Direct message, private message. Nope. Stay out of personal conversations in your DMs. Meg from the U.S., head coverings were about keeping hair clean because washing hair was hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's her take on First, uh, first Corinthians 11, 1 through 16. Washing hair was hard. <laughs> yeah. Washing hair is hard now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll find that in many commentaries, but you know, there's her take. Sarah from Indonesia. To be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Mm. She's just quoting from Titus 2 there. Yep. So be a Titus 2 woman. That's right. That's a controversial take. Olivia from a mountainous and beautiful area. <laughs> you should be patriarchal, not complementary. One is the way the Lord made it. The other is a middle-of-the-road response to an actually unbiblical teaching. Mm. Very true. I agree that, that patriarchy is is more... I mean, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. It's more in line biblically. Complementarianism, it's like you got to explain that. Yeah. And, and you, a lot of self-professing complementarians right now uh, really don't sound like complementarians. They sound like, um, like, uh, yeah, egalitarians. Huh? Egalitarians are the ones that believe like women can be pastors, and I mean, complementarians are starting to sound like that. Oh, who was I thinking? What were you thinking of? I was thinking of like the the. This tends to be like the the argument tends to be complementarians versus egalitarians, <clears throat> but okay. really the position needs to be patriarchy. Egalitarianism is not biblical Feminist. at all. Feminist. Okay, that's, that's what, that's what you're thinking. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't... I think my brain just went flat. Like, what? which one promoted the feminists? Is that the egalitarian? That's egalitarian. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Right. I was misled. I mean, misthinking. If you believe women can be pastors, you're egalitarian. Okay. Because egalitarian is the concept that women can do everything men can do. Right. Egalitarian is less about equal and more about women can do this. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's why I think it's the feminist movement. Yeah. Just hiding. <laughs> in plain sight. But yeah. yeah that's right. Exactly. <laughs> hiding in plain sight. Yeah, but but this complementarian direction of of, you know, even some complementarians are thinking... Well, the senior pastor has to be a man, but the assistant pastor can be a woman. Complimentary. Right. Yeah. And they'll Com still call complimentary. themselves complementarian. Huh. But okay. that's an egalitarian position. Interesting. You're putting the woman in a position of a pastor because, again, the instruction there in 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12 is that she can't even function in that role. Yeah. It doesn't just say she can't be a pastor. It most certainly doesn't say she can't be the senior pastor, but she can, you know, right. fill this role in, in Do anywhere all the else. Right. Yeah. So complementarians are starting to sound this way. That's not a compliment. Uh, that's not the patriarchal position. Right. That's an egalitarian position. Mm -hmm. And you can thank Beth more for this. 
Because she was the one that called herself a soft complementarian. Well, a soft complementarian is a soft egalitarian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just... There's not middle-of-the-road area here. It's one or the other. She she just never likes to say anything that will get her readers to, like, throw her books away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. So she's going to say whatever makes everybody happy. Yeah. Olivia, or that was who I read. That was, uh, so this yes. one, this is A-plus from an oceanic and beautiful area. Well, Olivia was from a mountainous and beautiful area. A-plus is from an oceanic and beautiful area. Okay. So she said, make love with your husband often. First <laughs> Corinthians 7, 1 to 9. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm not going to compliment any further on that because this, this is a family show. Yep. <laughs> But I'm glad you agree. So Lindsay (laughs) from New Zealand says, uh, the fact alone that I walk in faith. Yeah, yeah, that can get swords drawn on you just because you're a Christian. Yeah. Beth with a lightsaber said, women were not biologically created to be leaders or providers. We are created to be homemakers, raise children, and be a submissive yet highly valued partner to our husband while being a witness of biblical femininity, not conforming to worldly feminine standards. Exactly. Good long answer. A nurse from South Carolina said, your kids are your responsibility to raise, not the government's. Oh, my goodness. I so agree with that. This next gal, Aaron, a comment that goes right along with that one. Homeschooling should be the norm for Christian parents, with few exceptions. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That'll get a sword drawn on. That'll get a sword drawn on you in your own church. Yep. When you say something like that. Laura from the Narrow Way. She said it's inappropriate and sinful to work out at the public gym wearing spandex or what they call tights, long or short, and a sports bra. It would. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you think I get in trouble for saying leggings aren't pants? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, A comment like that will get a sword drawn on you, too. Lindsay, the hillbilly homemaker. The worship leader, while not a pastor by definition, has a major role in shepherding the flock through music. Thus, the worship leader should be a male. Hey, there you go, Michelle. Lindsay agreed right with you there. There you go. A lady from Memphis whose name I cannot pronounce. Mom's... (laughs) (laughs) Mom's primary responsibility is being home with their children. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to be. That is a good place to be. Not enslaved by some employer making money for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> that You get to be home working for your kids. Out the window anyway. Yeah, right. To pay for somebody to watch Yeah, that's right. Children. Yeah, I mean, friends of mine, I remember we were counseling a couple friend of ours this five or six years ago, but they were both working. Both the husband and wife were working outside of the home. Mm-hmm. One of their salaries... Was just paying for childcare. Yeah, yeah. So they don't they don't have their kids at home. Their kids are being raised by somebody else, basically, mm-hmm. and they're working just to pay for somebody else to raise their kids. An entire salary of one of them was paying for their childcare. Yeah, and I, and we counseled them. We're like, quit your job, go home, and, and be with be your children. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yes, you will love it. Quit your job and go home and be with your kids. They had two kids at the time. I think they have three now. So anyway, continuing on, this is um, 
Uh, aviary? Avari? However, you, <laughs> aviary is a place where birds fly around. <laughs> I don't think it's aviary. Avari might be the pronunciation. Modesty is not a suggestion. Stop wearing exposing clothes. Mm, yes. Even if that's all they're selling. Charity from Wisconsin. Unmarried adult women ought to be under their father's authority. Yeah, that one agreed with that's the a other hot take. one up. Oh, yeah, that's up true. Above. Right. Yeah, because we read one earlier of... Living uh, at home and being taken care of by your father. By your father, yeah. If you're unmarried, yeah. K from elsewhere. While I do think it's okay for a wife to bring in income, the job to provide is the husband's, and all efforts and sacrifices should be made so that a wife can primarily be a keeper of the home. There are a few exceptions, like health or, you know, physically unable husbands, which that's a whole nother circumstance. Oh, sure. And we've known families in that situation, too. Definitely. So where so I... So not to knock the people who are not able. Yeah, correct. But ideally, that is the situation. Yes. So I pastored a church that was primarily military. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you had situations where the husband is disabled. Yes. And so the wife has to be the one to work. Now, they were bringing in military income, too. Mm-hmm. But she... Is not able to cover all of that. Right. They're not able to cover all that with their military income. So she's even working a little bit to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. Hey, understand that. Sometimes the situation has to call for that. Uh, what is that one? Autumn. Autumn is the name. It's just spelled different. It's A-T-U-M. It's not autumn like the season. Yeah. I don't know. Autumn from the land of milk and honey. I love pagans just as I love Christians. We should not be enemies. We have bigger fish to fry. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I don't even know why I copied that and put that on the list. I don't know either, other than they love everybody and don't treat them any differently. I mean, hey, I love everyone, too. We have to love everybody to share the gospel with them. But I do treat them different because the the pagans don't have the same understanding of scripture and God and or even how the world works. Yeah. What we're here for, how things were created, what they were created for. So I I do treat them differently. We're not on the same team. No. We're not fighting the same battle. No, they're on the other side. The battle that we fight is not against flesh and blood. Right. So so pagans. We we were all once lost. Yeah, we were all once Um, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Ephesians 2, 3. So we were all there. Yeah. But now we're that's, not. That's the one thing we have in common with pagans. Right. They're still children of wrath. Yes. We once were children of wrath. Right. And it was the gospel that won us out of that. Right. So share the gospel with them that they may come to faith and believe. And mm-hmm. then we'll be on the same team. Yes. But we're not together on the mission field. No. They are the mission field. Yes. So I don't... I, what? How in the world... Bigger fish to fry. Yeah. How could we possibly have bigger fish to fry? I don't... I don't know. Other than the answer for your eternity. I mean, first things first is the, is there the first, being saved? The first thing I'm going to tell you, if I know that you're an unbeliever, is going to be the gospel. Yeah. Not, hey, let's go work together to fry bigger fish. I don't even know what she's referring to. Like, I don't either. Wokeness, transgenderism, you know, those are certainly bad things, but we're not allies in that fight. Yeah. The, pag- no, the pagans got us not. into this problem. Right. <laughs> Yeah. They're not going to help us get out of this problem. The solution is Christ. No matter what, the solution is Christ. Mm-hmm. 
So let's see. That was Autumn's mm-hmm. patriarchy princess who lives in the U.S. Okay. If you can't find a man worth the reverence God calls us to have for our husbands, you're probably being too much of a feminist to find a man that will love you like Christ loves the church. It's possible. <laughs> Jessica O'Donnell, the Jessica O'Donnell who writes for The Blaze, okay, says women should submit to their husbands who submit to God. Also, bring a... Oh, sorry. Being, that's a typo. (laughs) Being a Christian is seven days a week, not just on Sunday. Yes. And yes. Well said, Jessica. Amy from Kentucky. Husbands leading their wives and wives submitting to their husbands is beautiful. Very true. That'll get a sword drawn on you. Definitely. But it's absolutely true. J. Val in the U.S., a woman's behavior slash demeanor reflects her husband and his headship in the home. She would be wise to keep that in mind in all interactions, even on Twitter. So true. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I love that my wife has a good reputation, even when she's not with me. And I think that does reflect on me. Yeah. So I appreciate it, babe. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being such an awesome woman. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Hannah for Biblical Patriarchy. It's part of the husband's job as the leader of the home to call his wife to repentance when needed. Mm, So true. Sydney. God can call a woman to preach and teach. There should be both a male and female youth pastor on staff so that girls aren't alone with their male pastor and vice versa. Churches automatically stink when it comes to protecting innocent women and children from predators. (laughs) <laughs> None of that is biblically based. No. I mean, you you do need to have accountability. I do not go in rooms alone with women that I'm not married to. Mm-hmm. With a woman that I'm, <laughs> women I'm not married to. That sounded Mormon. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be seen alone with another woman who is not my wife. Yeah. Putting it that way. So, yes, if I ever have to talk with a woman one-on-one, there's going to be some accountability there. Mm -hmm. Somebody else will be with me in that. We can say that that's wise biblically without saying that there has to be a youth pastor, which, by the way, is not a biblical category for a pastor. Right. And then that youth pastor's wife must also be ordained so that she's with him in the room whenever talking to a youth. Those things are not required to talk to a teenager. You can have an adult talking to a teenager, even a member of the opposite sex, as long as somebody else is there to Mm. provide accountability. Right. In fact, I would say that in any sort of a situation where an adult has to speak to a minor, there has to be accountability in the room. I agree. Especially nowadays. That's just a matter of wisdom. Yes. Because anything can be said. Anything can be said. Any accusation could be made. That's what I meant. Yeah. Anything like that. Right. Uh, DM from Wichita, Kansas. God calls women to teach, preach, and lead in the church. Just like all the women deacons, apostles, co-ministers that Paul commends in the book of Acts and Romans. No such role as pastor's wife in the New Testament. Wife, mother is not woman's ultimate purpose. (laughs) There are no women pastors or apostles in the Bible, period. You're making stuff up. And uh, and Anastasia from Pennsylvania responds to that. There's no such thing as a woman pastor. <laughs> you're, you're very silent there. <laughs> I was trying to not to like 
bust out laughing into the microphone. <laughs> She's just sitting there nodding. Anna from the U.S. Lots of things. Number one, God will sanctify you out of feminism. Number, Amen. Number two, if you are married and purposefully remaining childless for an indefinite time, you are in sin. Obvious exclusions of infertility, healing from birth, loss, etc. Mm. Number three, women's ministry slash Bible studies need male headship. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Actually, I'm the elder over all of that in our church. Mm -hmm. So I oversee the women's ministry stuff that happens in our church. It is under male headship. Yep. The feminist turned housewife from Texas. God commands women to be keepers at home. True. This person named Tulip. Majority of women's Bible studies are just social clubs. Oh, my goodness. Yes. There's a reason why women are told to ask their husbands at home if they want to learn more. <laughs> That's in 1 Corinthians 14, by the way. Nana Akua, Ananias and Sapphira are with the Lord. Whoa, now we're now we're pulling out the big theological subjects. So Ananias and Sapphira were the two that lied about the field that they sold and how much money they sold it for. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ananias died, and then Sapphira comes in. And she dies. Right. The children actually just covered this verse. They just did this story? Yes. Yeah. In their Wednesday nights. So Nana Akua's argument is they're with the Lord. Mm -mm. I mean, it could be. We don't know for sure. But why would God strike them dead? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians 11 that there were Corinthians in the church who were dying because they were misusing the Lord's table. Mm -hmm. So that's the affliction, the punishment that's coming upon them because they're eating and drinking judgment on themselves. Doesn't mean they're not saved. Okay. But there's consequences for their actions. So I would imagine that Nana's argument here is that they did something that incurred the judgment of God. Okay. But it didn't mean that they lost their salvation. Okay. That would be her argument. Okay, I, but is there enough to say that they were saved or not saved? Right. See, I would argue we don't know for sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. We'll get to heaven and find out. Right. But, of course, she's making an argument that would have swords drawn on her. I understand that. Right. Yeah, like, what's, I could see that. What's your theological stance that puts you in this position? Yep. That, that's, yeah. That's her claim. I, I could see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Bendel Wary, if a woman has a theological question, she should ask her husband about it before anyone else. Very true. Elsa from Canada. Women should not be limited to Proverbs 31. Also, women should not be held to the standard of Proverbs 31 to be worthy of X, Y, and Z. Mm. Jesus is the standard. You may be and should be a wife, even if you're not a Proverbs 31 woman. Do you think I agree with that or disagree with that? I'm going to put you on the spot. You think I agree with what she said or do I disagree with what she said? Hang on. I got to like... Clarify what that last sentence means. You may be and should be a, a wife. wife. May be a wife. You may be a wife and should be a wife, even if you're not a Proverbs 31 woman. So the description of what a wife should be, according to Proverbs 31, she says, even if you're not a Proverbs 31 woman, you may be a wife or you should be a wife. Do you think that I agree or disagree with that statement she made? Well, I think she's separating it. Like, yes, Jesus is the standard, but isn't the Proverbs 31 woman an example of 
what Jesus. What Jesus would expect a wife to be? Right. So, so this is why I'm asking this question. So do you think I agree with what she said there or do I disagree with it? I, I think you would somewhat disagree because she's separating the two. Okay, separate, separating Proverbs 31 from Christ being the standard. Yes. Okay. That those two are separated. And then that if you're not a Proverbs 31 woman, I mean, you can learn to be. Sure. You don't have to start out that way. Right. I mean, that's what you yeah, grow into. Yeah, And sure. it's not all in one day. Okay, so don't get that confused. <laughs> could take years, <laughs> but you could be a Proverbs 31 woman. No, I mean, like everything the Proverbs 31 woman does is not just in one day. Oh right, correct. <laughs> don't yeah. don't over exert yourself. I got to do all of this today. Yeah, no because kidding. that's not that's not the way. You're going to buy a field and sell it in the every same day. day. Yeah, that's of right. The week. That's right. <laughs> Except for Sunday. <laughs> no, um, so should not be held to the standard. Um, I mean, are you going to should not be held to the standard? That means that you're going to be disciplined if you're not. Like, I don't understand. I think you should aspire to be. Well, held to the standard is going to mean if a woman is not meeting this description of what a godly wife should be. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's the way that starts there in Proverbs 31. So so if a woman is not doing everything that's said there in Proverbs 31, then she's sinning somehow. So that's what she's talking about. uh, Like she should not be held to this standard. Oh, she's not sinning. Not fully. I mean, like I said, not you were fully. Work, well, you, then you are. No, 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 no. No, I mean, like, <laughs> like you work your way up there. You, you're not automatically. You're, you're being sanctified. You're growing yes. and maturing into the Proverbs 31 woman. So, I mean, I guess you're sinning, but because we're all sinful, I don't, I don't. I'm, okay, so ri- like my brain is too mushy for me to like spell this out for you. Originally, question. Originally, the question is, and <laughs> now I'm all muddled. Do I agree with this or disagree with it? And I said disagree okay. because she's separating the two. I agree. I you agree with her agree? statement. Yep. Fully agree with it. Okay, explain. And here's the reason why. Because the Proverbs 31 woman is a matter of wisdom. Okay. It is not an exact description. It is It is a general. Right. So not every woman is going to meet that standard. Have right. you ever bought a field and sold it? Um. No, but I bought stuff and sold it. <laughs> sure. Right. Today's standards, you know, different. Yeah. So generally, what you see there in Proverbs 31 is what a godly woman who fears the Lord should aspire to. Mm -hmm. But each one of those things is not fully descriptive of a godly woman. Right. And there could be other things that you do that may be indicative of what we might expect a Proverbs 31 woman to be, Mm -hmm. but is not spelled out there in Proverbs 31. Right. So... When I'm reading that from Elsa, what I'm saying is this should not be some sort of legalistic thing. Oh, I totally agree with that. Right. And it has been in the past. It has been. With some people that we've encountered. And it shouldn't have been. Yeah. And it was hard to explain to them why it shouldn't have been. Like, you should not hold your wife to this. And you and the wife should not hold herself to that. Right. Like, that, that was difficult to explain to them that they were going about it. Sure. Correctly. Yeah. But anyway. It was a good, it's a good comment. Okay. I agree with it. Well, good. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're just acting like I'm saying something wrong no, or, no, no, no. or that I should be saying You're more. doing great. I was just, I was curious <laughs> if you knew where I stood on that particular comment. If you, mm-hmm. if you thought I agreed with it or well, disagreed with it. Well, not. Yeah. 
But you asked your husband at home. I did. Because see, here we are at home, we recording at home. from home. Yes. This would be a good place to stop because now we've brought this whole thing full, full circle. This is, <laughs> we started talking about the studio at home. I got a few more comments you on do. here, though. You do. So we're giving you... And we an, have one more subject, too. We're, we're giving you an extended episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Claire, whose location is unspecified. Okay. She says a woman's place is not in the home. Because God did not call every woman to be married or to have children. Any church that promotes this as a woman's primary objective or the ideal needs to reevaluate scripture and teach that women are image bearers first and foremost. Hmm. I think that that kind of diminishes. Yeah. Like what a church should be encouraging women to do. No. A church can't encourage a woman to get married and have children. Sure. Not make it a legalistic requirement. Right. But this is this is almost like she's saying that a church shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't even be encouraging women to be doing that. Mm, that's, <laughs> uh, you're getting into the Beth Moore area. Yeah. <laughs> like the light part. But, um, um. I mean, I'm not saying it's a woman's primary objective. Right. To get married and have children. That's going a little bit far. Yeah, that's going way too far. But, but I'm, I'm still, I would encourage men to get married and have kids, women to get married and have kids. Yes, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. But if you if you don't find that special someone for you to marry, then there's nothing wrong with going and being a missionary or taking partaking, you know, in different um, places in the church. Yeah, there's positions. different service that you can do in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I mean... Washing the feet of the saints. Yeah, there's lots about. of things that yeah. you can do. Lady O-Localist. I don't know what that means. Uh, a slanderous, gossiping woman disqualifies her husband from deaconship, and he should be removed or stepped down from consideration. Yes. Yeah, because there are requirements yes. for a deacon's wife in First Timothy 3. And as... I mean, he's not really a leader, but he is kind of of leader yeah. position. Right. He would know more things about people's private lives. And if she's going to just talk about everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. It says that she can't be a gossiper or slanderer <laughs> right. or, or even herself addicted to wine. Right. Because that probably leads to gossip and slander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Now, there are not qualifications that are given for an elder's wife, mm-hmm. but... If an elder's wife has developed a really bad reputation for going around and gossiping about things, about people in the church and stuff like that, mm-hmm. well, then he becomes disqualified because he's not managing his own household well. Right. That's true. So though there's not dis- there's not a qualification for her to have to meet as a pastor's wife, he still needs to be leading his wife and children biblically. Mm-hmm. And if they're exhibiting behavior that indicates that he's not doing that at home, then he's... He's become disqualified as a pastor. Yeah, true. Jamie in Oklahoma, pregnancy doesn't suddenly make it right with God to be immodest and post half-naked pictures of yourself for all the world to see. Cover it up, ladies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always awkward. Imbiza <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from Uganda, you can have an education and still make a good wife. And whereas I agree that we're supposed to take care of our homes first... Some of us are also wired to read our books. True. My wife has a higher education degree than I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> you do. You have a higher you have a higher graduate degree than I have. Graduate degree, okay, sure. Yeah. But I really don't think it went much more than that. <laughs> All right. So one last thing we're gonna mention here and then wrap up with this. Uh this was another one of those things that I meant to say at the very beginning and uh forgot. So we're talking about where we've been recently. So some of you might be familiar with the story of Aaron Edwards. He worked at a seminary in the UK and he said something controversial on Twitter that went viral mm-hmm. and he got fired from his seminary. Yeah. Because of something he said on Twitter, he lost his job. Mm-hmm. On February 19th, Dr. Edwards posted, homosexuality is invading the church evangelicals no longer see the severity of this because they're busy apologizing for their apparently barbaric homophobia, whether or not it's true. This is a gospel issue, by the way. If sin is no longer sin, we no longer need a savior. For posting that. On his private? On um, his Twitter page. His private Twitter page? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean private. private. It wasn't like locked. But his own. It was his own Twitter okay. page. Okay. And he got fired for that. Wow. From the article I'm reading from out of uh, ChristianConcern.com, the tweet sparked a debate that went viral. There were users who posted in support of Dr. Edwards and his message, but also many who harassed and abused him. Dr. Edwards insists and clarified in subsequent tweets that the post was not homophobic. And that it was addressed to evangelicals who agree with his message, but feel they can't say so for fear of backlash. Furthermore, he addressed that the aggressive response to the tweet illustrated the problem it addressed. Yeah, the that's what I was thinking. The very fact that he got fired. Yeah, um, that's called backlash. <laughs> that proves exactly what he said. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's I, so sad. When I looked him up a on seminary. Twitter. Yeah, a seminary. Right. From a seminary. When I looked him up on Twitter, I came to find that he actually follows me. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to him and I just simply said, hey, brother, how are you doing? He responded to me and said, hey, brother, thanks for reaching out. I'm doing okay. Thanks. It's been pretty relentless. I wouldn't have thought being unemployed would be so time consuming, but it's a good fight to fight. And I'm content that God has us in his hands, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. We've also been delighted with the many encouragements we've received. God is good. So I'm so glad to hear that about Aaron. Uh, I'm praying for him. And there is a way that you can support him, in fact. And I'm going to put this link in the description. I rarely put stuff in the description of the podcast. Yeah. But I'm going to put this link in the description. It is a crowdfunder in the UK to help raise money for Aaron to provide for uh, just various needs that he has. Yeah. So provide for him and his family. So pray for Dr. Edwards. Thank him for taking a bold stance, lost his job over it, even from a seminary. I mean, it's astonishing to think that 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 uh, homosexuality is becoming so protected even among evangelicals mm-hmm. that for speaking out against it in Christian circles, you will lose your job. Yeah. And not as a homophobic, but like just speaking out that just calling they're they're wrong. They're yes. in sin. Just saying they're in sin. And it's sin that will incur the wrath of God. Yes. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. Colossians 3, 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Against such things, the wrath of God is coming. It says there they in Colossians 3, 6. Yes. 
They have to be warned. If we love them, we will warn them. Yes. So that they will turn from this sin to Jesus Christ, putting putting their faith and trust in Jesus and be saved. Cleansed from all unrighteousness, it says in 1 John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. He will heal you and make you new. But apparently we can't talk about that anymore. You could lose your job over that. Now, it used to be that... Uh, you know, we would we would warn people who work in secular environments. Right. You could potentially lose your job for the Christian standards that you have. Even now in evangelical circles, you could lose your job. Yep. For taking a stance on what the Bible says and 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 just being bold about it. Yeah. You know, Doctor Edwards was just he was making a courageous statement, mm-hmm. and he lost his job over it, proving exactly what it was that he said. So, brother, I'm sorry that this is happening to you, but I'm glad to see that you're rejoicing even in the midst of this trial, because that's what Scripture tells us to do. Yes. When people utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, Jesus said in Matthew 5, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Great is your reward in heaven. So remember these things. Don't become shy or cowardly about what Scripture says. Mm -hmm. Stand on the truth. Declare it boldly. You'll probably have swords drawn against you. Yeah. A few. But we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. As it says in Romans 8. Let's finish with prayer. We'll pray for Dr. Edwards. Pray for ourselves, even in the midst of this crooked and wicked generation, Mm -hmm. that we would shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. Philippians 2.14. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the goodness that you show to us. It is because of what Christ has done for us that we could be called the children of God. And you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We are no longer children of wrath like the rest of mankind, but we who are in Christ Jesus, we are children of God. And may we continue to hold fast to the word, the testimony of the gospel of Christ that was proclaimed to us. We continue to share this with a lost and dying world. So that these persons who are who are still under the wrath of God would turn from their sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Help us to speak these truths boldly in the midst of a crooked and depraved generation. We would not try to soften the message so not to uh, have to experience the backlash that comes with that. But we... We stand boldly in the name of Christ. Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, I will be ashamed of him on the day that I return in, uh, in, in the name of my Father and with his holy angels. So may we continue to stand courageously in the midst of this culture, holding fast to the Gospel, proclaiming it so that others who will hear it will turn from their sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. We pray for Dr. Edwards. We thank you for his bold stance. And may his needs and his family's needs be provided for in the midst of this trial that they are going through. May we follow his example, even if it costs us our job, our livelihood, whatever else. But we stand on the truth because it is only the truth of Christ that saves. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness toward us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're rolling. All righty. Oh, hang on. We're, we're not rolling. No, we're not. We're paused. Check. Okay. Check. Check. Do I need to eat the mic? I don't know.
No. We're closer together than usual, so I don't know how like the, <laughs> how the sound is your mic going to pick up me and yeah, that sort of thing. Am I going to pick up on your mic? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Yours is always quieter because your voice is quieter anyway. Yeah. So. That's yeah. true. Got this pointed this way. We'll see if this works. All righty. I'll give it a go. Rock and roll. Maybe. Oh, oh man. You keep yeah. moving stuff. See, I have to... I gotta get you, rid of this. You've got a fiddle. I gotta get rid of this stand and get you one of like mine. Because this just isn't gonna work anymore. There you go. Now I gotta bend way over. Well, <laughs> it's still gonna flop. Yeah? You think so? I hope to just don't touch it. I'm, I haven't touched it. You're the one that moved <laughs> your computer. <laughs> Let's see how that did anything. Okay. Yeah, it still sound weird. Anyway. It sounds weird. I do. It sounds like normal. We just have a tiny bit of little extra echo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hear the echo. Feel like you're talking in a paper towel roll. (laughs) Better than a fan, I suppose. (laughs) Just be underwater. We'll fill this box up with water. (laughs) 